Old School is now in session. I'm Larry Kensington, and I am unabashedly old school when it comes to a lot of the music I choose for each edition of Kensington's Premium Blend. Usually it's a mixture of older and newer music, but this time I will stick with a timeline of late 1940s through the early 70s, and I will toss in a couple of later recordings from 1999 and 2007 that sound as if they could have come from a much earlier time. It's my typical mix of popular music, jazz, and more. The jazz names are two great trumpeters who both died young, Fats Navarro and Clifford Brown, saxophonist Zoot Sims, trombonist and singer Jack Teagarden, and the group that recreates the sound of string-based swing-era jazz, Pearl Django. A range of popular music covering the late 50s to the early 70s comes from Ray Charles, Elvis Presley, Chicago, The Ides of March, Janis Joplin, and Chris Christopherson. John Haley Sims was one of the best tenor saxophonists to come out of the West Coast jazz scene of the 1940s and early 50s. He acquired his nickname, Zoot, as a teenager, and in the late 1940s had his first taste of the big time as one of the so-called Four Brothers in the saxophone section of Woody Herman's Thundering Herd. For most of his career, Zoot Sims moved between freelancing and leading a quintet with his friend and fellow saxophonist, Al Cohn. The warm tone and the ability never to waste a note are on display here in a 1966 recording that Zoot Sims made with an orchestra led by Gary McFarland, who also wrote the arrangement of the Harry Warren standard, I Wish I Knew.
Pearl Django is the acoustic jazz band from Washington State that plays in the so-called gypsy jazz style developed by Belgian guitarist Django Reinhardt in the 1930s and 40s. Pearl Django was joined by Canadian trumpeter Lance Buller in that tribute to the early jazz cornetist Bix Beiderbeck. Buller wrote the piece as well, called Bedtime for Bix, recorded in 1999. Proceeding was a quintessential bebop session from 1947, featuring the short-lived trumpeter Fats Navarro, just 26 when he died in 1950. Boperation was co-composed by Navarro and fellow trumpeter Howard McGee. Zoot Sims started the set with I Wish I Knew from a date he did for Impulse Records in 1966. Larry Kensington here, Freely indulging my taste for the old school on this week's Kensington's Premium Blend. Later, you'll hear from Ray Charles, Janis Joplin, and a return performance from Pearl Django. Chicago has always been a city bursting with music, jazz, and blues, and in the 1960s, there were plenty of rock and roll bands trying to make the big time. One of those groups would distinguish itself from all the other Windy City rock bands by including horns in its lineup and by writing original music strongly influenced by soul and jazz. At first, the group called itself the Chicago Transit Authority, then shortened it to just Chicago. This song from the band's 1969 debut album opens with a free-form piano solo before the horns come in and take over.
been told that time brings about a change I've often been told that time brings about a change yes I've had two years of torture and my heart still feel the same I had a real fine woman, fine as she could be. Let me tell you, I had a real, real fine woman, fine as she could be. But the syndicators, backbiters, Stole that little girl away from me
have been without her 730 days and I still remember her little brown body and the sweet love baby ways two years of torture and I'm still in misery oh but I'm doomed as a lover unless she come back to me Baton Rouge Waiting for a train And I was feeling near As faded as my jeans Bobby thumbed a diesel down Just before it rained And rode us all the way To New Orleans I pulled my harpoon Out of my dirty red bandana I was playing soft While Bobby sang the blues We sang every song that Java knew Freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose Nothing, I mean nothing, honey, if it ain't free And feeling good was easy love when he sang the blues You know feeling good was good enough for me Good enough for me and my Bobby
The song with which Janis Joplin is most frequently identified was originally a sad country ballad written by Chris Christopherson, but Joplin transformed it into an upbeat rock number shot through with the blues. Me and Bobby McGee was a posthumous number one hit in 1971, taken from Pearl, the last album Janis Joplin recorded before her death in October 1970. Ray Charles proceeded with a blues-based number written by R&B singer-songwriter Percy Mayfield, Two Years of Torture, one of those songs about not getting over your old flame. Ray Charles recorded it in 1959, and starting things out with Chicago, with the full version of one of its early hits, Does Anybody Really Know What Time It Is? I'm Larry Kensington, and in just a little bit, I'll have another early 1970s jazz-inflected rock number by another group originally from Chicago, the Ides of March. I just mentioned Chris Christopherson, who in the early 1970s was enjoying major success as a songwriter, with several of his songs becoming hits by others, that list including, with Janis Joplin, Ray Price, Johnny Cash, and Sammy Smith. Christofferson helped to redefine the sound of country music, making it more personal and serious, and setting the stage for the outlaw movement in country music later in the 1970s. Here is a blues-influenced Christofferson number that he wrote and recorded in 1972. Nobody Wins. Anymore it doesn't matter Who's right or wrong We've been injuring each other For much too long And it's too late to try It's over Nobody wins Make believing in forever Is just a lie And it seems a little sadder time we try cause it's a shame to make the same mistakes again and again it's over nobody It's a little 
there's no need to stay to see
nothing but blues in the morning Misery in the evening Wake up crying like a child of two Wish I'd never met you Let the devil get you Then you'll know the heartaches of a fool Full of misery and
There is the biggest hit by far from the group called the Ides of March, a band that advertised its music as hard rock with horns. The Ides of March began as a Chicago-based garage band in the mid-60s, and later, after the success of groups like Blood, Sweat, and Tears and Chicago, decided to add horn players to their lineup. Vehicle was a worldwide hit in 1970. In the middle of the set was one of the last recordings made by Jack Teagarden, the preeminent jazz trombonist of the swing era, a fine jazz singer, and close friend of Louis Armstrong. Misery in the Blues is the title track from Tea Garden's fine album of 1961. The set started with an item from 1972, Nobody Wins, written and sung by Chris Christofferson. Music decidedly from the old school, from a few different branches of the old school really, is what this Kensington's Premium Blend is all about. Right now, I'll take you back to 1953 for an early recording by a jazz trumpet player who would live to be only 25. Clifford Brown was killed in an automobile accident on a rainy night in Pennsylvania in June 1956. He left behind four years' worth of recordings, a small legacy, but one that was rich enough to influence many other trumpeters who came after him. Here's Clifford Brown with a group led by pianist Elmo Hope with Bella Rosa, again from 
Some of the fine retro swing of the Seattle-based group Pearl Django, a group formed in the early 1990s playing in the gypsy jazz style of Django Reinhardt. The Conversation is the title of the piece you just heard from Pearl Django's album of 2007, Modern Times. The set's other item was considered modern when it first appeared in 1953, some second-generation bebop from the Elmo Hope Quintet, which featured the work of the 22-year-old trumpeter Clifford Brown. Brown would win Downbeat Magazine's Award of New Star of the Year in 1954, and he would die prematurely in a car accident in 1956 at age 25. But Clifford Brown is still remembered as the best jazz trumpeter of the 1950s and one of the music's best trumpet players period. Larry Kensington here. I had a mildly difficult time trying to decide how do I end a Kensington's premium blend specifically devoted to performances from the old school. And when I walked into a local supermarket where I live, I immediately heard the music that gave me my answer. It's the song that Elvis Presley recorded in Memphis in 1969 that would mark his musical comeback after several years in which he concentrated on his film career. Mark James wrote the song, and in 1969, it gave Elvis the last number one hit he would ever have.
A song about a mistrustful and dysfunctional relationship was a number one hit in 1969 for Elvis Presley. Suspicious Minds was recorded at the American Sound Studio in Memphis, not all that far from Graceland, the mansion where Elvis lived and where he died in August 1977. This is Larry Kensington. Program number 189, Old Schools in Session, is available for you to hear again. 
You can stream it or download it for free as a podcast just by visiting www.kensingtonspremiumblend.org. Complete playlists for all my programs are available at the KPB Facebook page. I produce my show in conjunction with FM Community Station, WGRN, located in Columbus, the capital of Ohio. Thanks for listening.